have said, because they can usually say it, said it better than I, than I could, but then go and study the scriptures and see what the Lord's saying to me and, and to get a better understanding. And we're going to talk about the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead. I'm not going to do the, the second one, which is, which is judgment. Um, that will be next month. Um, and that's pretty exciting too. What happens on Judgment Day? But right now, we're going to talk about the resurrection of the dead. And I just want to recommend, if you, if you want to really get into understanding more of the power of the resurrection, is to get hold of the, uh, there's a series of ten booklets by Derek Prince. And there's also one book by Victory and Jesus by Bill, Bill Zabritsky which you can just go online and download and just read it on your tablet. And it's much more in-depth teaching on what I'm going to share with you. But it's, it's very good to get a, good, a real understanding because the, the doctrine of the resurrection, I think, is the most powerful of all the doctrines that's, that's taught in the Bible. Now, we're going to, have a, um, we're going to be bathed in Scripture uh, this morning. And I just recommend that you get your own personal understanding of what the Holy Spirit is saying to you through the Scripture by reading the Scripture regularly. And I'm going to recommend that, that everyone grab one of these booklets or something similar. They're free out there. One for men, one for women. And it takes you through the Gospels four times a year and takes you through the Old Testament one time, once a year. So that means over a period of five years, you've read the Bible five times. And that gives you a real good understanding and balance of because there's a lot of rubbish coming out through the body of Christ at the moment. There are seminars going on where people are teaching New Age fantasies as if they were scripture. And if you don't know the word of God, you'll, you can be sucked in by it. So I recommend that you, you spend time every day. In fact, I can't get going in my day unless I, unless I do my reading in the morning. It just seems to break open the day or you can do your reading at night we're going to look at um, one of the doctrines the resurrection of the dead which comes from Hebrews 6 which is therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ let us go on to perfection so we should already know these doctrines we should already know what I'm going to, going to be talking about if we're Christi mature Christians if we're young Christians well we, we need to to get, to get to grips with these. First one is uh, the foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith towards God. You can't have any understanding of God unless, first of all, you've repented of sin and asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin and become born again of the Spirit of God. You try and read the Bible without being born again, it's just it's too difficult. You must be born again and filled with the Holy Spirit to understand God and his ways. We talked about the doctrine of baptisms. If you're a Christian, it is essential that you get baptized in water. Jesus did it. We should do it. Jesus commands it. Be, repent and be baptized. If you're not baptized in water, talk to Des and arrange a time for it to happen. Also, in the doctrine of baptisms, absolutely vital 
to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. Now that's a different experience from when you're born again. When you're born again, your spirit is changed and the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Then when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you receive power to be able to witness. You know how hard it is to witness to some people when you're, before you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, so the words don't come out? But when, you, when you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden it becomes easy because the Lord gives you power and boldness. This morning we're going to talk about the resurrection of the dead and then next month we're going to talk about eternal judgment. So, if we're going to be resurrected, obviously, we're going to have to die first. Because you can't be resurrected while you're alive. So what happens when we die? What happens when we die? You know, Des was at the, fire, the fireman's ball the other night and I overheard him talking to Alex. He said, Alex, I'm really worried. I'm really worried. I had dreams last night that I, that I was reincarnated. Reincarnated. After I died. And I came back as a cow. And I'm going to be milked for the rest of my life. <laughs> and Alex... <laughs> so, Alex had to really, really calm him down, but um, which is good. And, and, and I heard Alex saying, well, "Well, come on Sunday, and you'll find out what's going to happen." Um, Jan wakes me up every third night with some dramatic dream, and um, she said, "Ray, Ray, digging me in the ribs." Ribs. She said, "I had a dream. I went to heaven, and I was Peter wouldn't let me in. He, 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 he said, well, what, what about the kidnapping charge? <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, go to sleep, Janet. Go, go back and ask him, ask Peter to look in the book of life. So she goes off to sleep again. And this time, she, when she goes to heaven, she says, Peter, look in the book of life. Looks at the book of life. Oh, you're saved. Oh, there is no sin written in the book of life. You're, free, you're set free. So we we were able to get a good night's sleep. Now it's perfectly clear from the scripture that when we are dead, we are dead. Let's have a look at Ecclesiastes 8.8. No one has come over the spirit to retain the spirit and no one has power in the day of earth. There is no release from that war and wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. No one has power over the spirit. It says that when we die, the silver cord is broken. And in Ecclesiastes 12, it says, Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. God gives us a spirit. When we die, our spirit goes back to where God directs it to go. There is nothing in Scripture to justify the claim that the spirits of the dead hang around, that we are reincarnated back to something or other like a butterfly or a scorpion or whatever, it's just rubbish. It's Hinduism or Buddhism and it is not true. If it's not in scripture, it's not true. My mentor Roy Waldrum um, from Taupo, got the news that his son had been killed in a, well, on a motorbike in Australia. Zapped him down a straight, didn't take the corner, gone. 
So he flew over to Australia um, to bury his son. I don't think he brought the body back. I can't remember. But he had to go, go way out into the country to find where, where they had his son in the mortuary. And when he went in there, he saw his son and he, and he came back and he told us, he said, you know, my son wasn't there. He said there was a body, a carcass, that looked like my son, but he wasn't there. There was no, there was no life. He said there was, there was nothing. I went down to um, Gisborne with my two sons a, a few weeks back to the, to the hungi of a young man who was also tangi, I mean, not hungi, tangi. Well, well they, they, had, they, 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 had, they had both anyway. They had a tangi and a hungi. After eat, eat all that food out of the, out of, out of, out of, pick up all the dirt off it, but um, anyway, uh, in the Maori culture, um, the body the body lies there for three days, um, and uh, and people talk to it and 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 uh, um, mourn and and tell poems to, to it to the body etc. And I can under accept that for the need for mourning, that that's a cultural thing, and, and so be it. But the truth of the matter is, is that the person's not there. The person's gone. You're actually just talking to a carcass. The person has gone, and the, gone immediately. The spirit doesn't go somewhere and you can talk to it or what have you. It's gone. The Bible says there's no thought after the grave. So when you go, there is no communication between those of us on earth and the people that have gone. <clears throat> but as a cultural thing, I can understand. It must really help in the grieving uh, process and different cultures that do different things. And the, but the dead are aware of their existence. Wherever they go, and we'll come to that, wherever they go, they are aware that they are somewhere in Isaiah 14, we see the fate of the king of Babylon, who had acted harshly against the Jews. In um, Isaiah, it says, Hell from beneath is excited about you, to meet you at your coming. It stirs up the dead for you, all the chief ones of the earth. It has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. So the kings of the nations um, are alive in heaven, dead, but alive, as it were, and saying, Hey! What are you doing coming down here? Your pomp is brought down to Sheol and the sound of your stringed instruments, the maggot is spread under you and the worms cover you. Now who, who are you? You said you, 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 you said you were the greatest. You were the king of Babylon. But here you are down here in the maggots with us. In Ezekiel 32 it says, Assyria, that's a whole nation, is there. And all her company with their graves all around her, all of them slain, fallen by the sword. Her graves are set in the recesses of the pit. And her company is all around her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who caused terror in the land of the living. The dead know they're dead. And we're not reincarnated. Reincarnation. You might have asked to come back as a hippie and you, did, you know you could have, you could have come back as a hippopotamus 
I mean, it's a joke. Reincarnation is a joke. It is not true. And if you've got new friends, if you've got new age friends that believe it, just pray, pray for them that the Lord will open their eyes to the truth because it is not true. There is no such thing as reincarnation. In fact, the Bible talks about when you die, there's a separation of the righteous and the unrighteous. Um, scripture makes that very clear that there is a separation. And Jesus himself made it clear because he talks about the rich man and the beggar named Lazarus. Now, that's not Lazarus who he raised from the dead. It's just the, the beggar's name was Lazarus. And after the death of these men, Jesus tells a story, and it's in Luke 16. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Uh-uh. What's Abraham's bosom? The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torment in Hades. Hades? Is that where we go? Is that where some go? He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. So wherever Abraham went, who was a righteous man of God in the Old Testament, that's where Lazarus went. But the rich man didn't go there. He went to Hades. And then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. He was a beggar. Things weren't really wrong for him. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. So scripture clearly indicates that before Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead, the departed went to a place called Hades, the place of departed spirits. The only exception were some Old Testament saints. Anyone know who that is? Who's the exception? Who didn't die and go to Hades? Enoch? And... Who got whipped up to heaven in a chariot? Elijah. So they never went to Hades, nor did they go... Well, they would have gone to Abraham's bosom, but they didn't die. So summary, before Christ died and was resurrected, what happened to people? No one has the power of the Spirit to retain it on this earth. You can cry and pray and scream and whatever, but you can do nothing. When a person has died, they have gone. The dead are aware of their existence. At death, the righteous and the unrighteous dead are separated. Hades is divided into two places, namely a place described as Abraham's bosom and a place of torment. Before the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the righteous dead went to Abraham's bosom, while the unrighteous dead went to a place of torment. And that's where they stay until something happens later on. So thank God for the resurrection. And we were singing a song about that this morning. The worship was fantastic this morning, wasn't it? The word resurrection means rising again to life 
or the state of those who have returned to life. See, I'm already resurrected. And so are any of you who love the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got a spirit in there that we're going to have, we've got eternal life. So whether I die in the flesh or not, I'm going to live forever. Praise God. So, in the Old Testament, there are lots of um, descriptions of their belief that even they, although they were going to be in Abraham's bosom, they didn't know that, but they believed that one day a Messiah would come and they were going to be resurrected from the dead. So they didn't know whether they were going to stay in the grave or, or go to heaven. They did not know. But they believed in God. And they believed in the goodness of God. And so they believed that one day they would be, be with God. You look at in Isaiah chapter 26, it says, Your dead shall live. He's talking to, to um, the righteous people of his time. Together with my dead body, they shall arise. Awake and sing, you who dwell in dust. For your dew is like the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Daniel's prophecy is fantastic. The book of Daniel contains the following prophecy. At that time, Michael, that's the angel who looks after Israel, shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble. That's coming, and it's very, very soon. It's called the tribulation, and I wouldn't like to be living in Israel when the tribulation happens. It's going to be bad enough in, in, in New Zealand. But the tribulation is coming, such as never was since there was a nation, even there will be so much trouble that never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. That's the nation of Israel and those who love Christ because it says, and everyone who is found in the book, written in the book. Jan's name is written in the book. So she's going to get through. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. So that's way back in Daniel, saying what's going to happen at the end. This is after Christ. There's a prophecy in Psalm 71, a messianic prophecy, and that's where it's talking um, about Jesus. David says, you, that's Jesus, who have shown me great and severe trouble, shall revive me again and bring me again from the depths of the earth. You shall inc increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. That's actually talking about when Jesus died at the crucifixion. Jesus actually went down into Sheol, which is Hades. His spirit went down. And he actually preached the kingdom of God to the departed. And then he was raised by God and ascended to God and he took with him the people in Abraham's bosom, the saints. True followers go into his presence immediately after death. If you're a follower of Jesus, you go into the presence of Jesus immediately after his death. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me, that's believe in God the Father, has everlasting life and shall not come under judgment, but has passed from death unto life. So if we believe and follow Jesus, 
we have an assurance of eternal salvation with him. In Romans, Paul said, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if you've been born again, the spirit of God dwells in you. If you're not born again, you just put your hand up at a meeting and you intellectually believe in Jesus, I'd be worried about where I was going to go. I would ask the question, am I really born again? Have I invited the Lord into my heart and have I surrendered to him and do I follow him? Because the Bible says that those that are of the Lord are those that are led by the Spirit. Are we being led of the Spirit of God? Or are we living our own selfish lives and intellectually believing that God exists? Well, the demons believe that God exists too. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his Spirit who dwells in you. We must have the Spirit of God dwelling in us if we're going to be with him. So there is, after Christ, there is the justified and the unjustified dead. Summary is, the resurrection means a rising to life. The Old Testament saints believed that in their flesh they would one day see God. Daniel prophesied that at the time of the end many of those who sleep in the dust shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Jesus always believed that God was before him and at his right hand. The body of Jesus Christ did not suffer corruption. So when his spirit went down, nothing happened to it. It didn't corrupt because he was God. And his spirit went down into Sheol. He, 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 he preached a sermon to the departed so that everyone would know who he was. And then, and then he took those, that were, those precious saints that had believed all that time that one day Messiah was going to come. He took them back with him. How do we know that? It says that when Jesus went back, he went back in a cloud. If you look and follow the scriptures through, the cloud means witnesses. He went back with the witnesses. And the angel said, when Jesus comes again, he's going to come back down with the cloud, with the witnesses. Christ is the first fruit. Because Christ was resurrected from the dead, we have hope. My father used to do a series called... called um, Faith Finder Films, and he used to go up and down this country and preach about seven sermons with slides behind him. And one of them was called um, The Proofs of the Resurrection. So as a 10-year-old or 11-year-old, I never had any doubt about who Jesus Christ was because my father's teaching was, was very, very good. And he talked about how many people describe what happened to Jesus on the cross. Some people say, oh, look, the, the disciples just... Uh, spirited away the body and hid it somewhere. And they said that at the time of Jesus. Well, would you have your head bitten off by a lion? Would you, have, would you be prepared to have your body sawn in half if you, knew, if you knew Jesus was out the back of Peter's garden? I don't think so. Mary Eddy from the Church of Christian Science, which is a cult she teaches that Jesus just swooned on the cross. He just swooned and, and they, they, they lovingly took his unconscious body and put it in the grave. <coughs> what, a load of, what a load of rubbish. Do you know that a human, the human beings could not move that stone? Um, 
it was so heavy, it, well, you'd, you'd need a whole team of soldiers to actually move that, move that thing across the tomb. And uh, so when, 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 the, when, when Mary and, and, and the disciples came, the stone had been rolled away. The soldiers who were left there guarding, guardian had been, had been zapped. <clears throat> uh, there was no body. Of course, he didn't swoon. But one thing I'll never, ever forget is my dad taught on how do we know that he actually died? Well, in the scripture, Doc Luke, who was a doctor, described how they came along with a spear and instead of breaking the shin bones, which is what they do when, you when, you, when you're on the cross, you have to keep pushing up to breathe. It's the most horrible, painful death that you could ever experience. And when they want them to die, if they're still going for a few, after a few hours, they cut the, they smash the ankles so that they can't lift up. So they asphyxiate and die. But when they... <coughs> when they came to help the love of Jesus. And I don't know why it makes me sad because he's not there anymore, but when they came to help the love of Jesus, they fulfilled scripture because it says not a bone of his body was broken. Instead he got a spear and he thrust it in his side. And it says, <clears throat> and out came blood and water. What does that mean? You talk to a doctor about what happens if someone has a heart attack and dies suddenly. Out of the heart comes blood and water. The fluid, blood and water. A sign that someone is dead is that you put a spear through their heart, blood and water comes out. <clears throat> so Jesus was dead all right. And at that point in time, his spirit went down into Sheol before he was raised from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as an Adam all die... Even so in Christ all shall be <clears throat> made alive. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. This is what happens after the tribulation period. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all the enemies under his feet. Just as though Adam came, spiritual death, so by Jesus Christ comes the resurrection of the, of the dead. Jesus promised that everyone would be resurrected. Some to a resurrection of life and others to a resurrection of condemnation. John 5, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. So Jesus tells us what happened, sorry, Peter tells us what happened after Jesus committed his spirit to God and he died at the cross. He said, this is finished. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedience. disobedient. For this reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God and the Spirit. Thus Jesus 
Christ went from the place of paradise in Sheol where the spirits of the departed righteous were held to the part reserved for the spirits of the wicked and doing so he fulfilled every part of the cross namely taking upon himself everyone's sins of every generation in Ephesians 4 it says therefore he says when he ascended on high he led captivity captive so those in captivity were taken captive and gave gifts to men and that's the cloud of witnesses when he ascended he went with a cloud of witnesses 1 Thessalonians 4 says but I do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep for those of you who have got loved ones that have died lest you sorrow as others who have no hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so God will bring those with him who sleep in Jesus if you've got friends or relatives who love the Lord but are dead they will be with Jesus we don't know if those who didn't know the Lord called out to the Lord on their dying breath Jesus save me we don't know we didn't hear but we don't know if we had a loved one who wasn't a Christian but who when they died in their mind said I don't know who you are Jesus but would you save me do you know Jesus would save them just like that so we don't know but we do know that if they didn't call out for Jesus they're not not with Jesus for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep 1 Thessalonians says for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout this is when he comes back with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now we know that those who, who have died in Christ, their spirits are already with God. So my understanding of it is, and I've got a limited understanding of anything, is that God just raises the, the DNA of their bodies and just connects it with the spirit. Because I think we all look, we'd all look younger when we're, we're up in heaven. So that, that's cool. Because, because the, the body's obviously gone. It's disintegrated into the dust. But God created us out of dust. And he's going to raise those bodies up again when he comes back. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So those that are dead in Christ are raised first and then we are raised. If Christ came tomorrow and we love the Lord, we are taken to be with him. And there we will meet everyone else that has died in Christ. Therefore comfort one another with these words. We had a visiting evangelist come through this real why a couple of weeks ago, Howard Willard. I think he's in his late 70s or 80s. He just loved the Lord. He's, he's seen nine people raised from the dead. He just believes that if the word of God says what it says, then believe it and let faith go out and do its work. And one thing he brought home to us was Acts 16.31. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ you and your household will be saved. You know, I've got one, two children following the Lord. Three is a believer. Four believes all sorts of strange things, but believes in the Lord. One just got saved. And the other is in a mental ward at the moment because she's been on pee. 
and it has stuffed up her brain, something shocking. But I don't pray, Lord, please, please save Beck, please save Beck. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I do, you and all your household will be saved. So Beck is going to be saved. She's going to be saved. I, I don't like where she is at the moment, but the Lord's going to save her. There's going to be a divine intervention. And I am so sure of that, that I don't grieve over Beck. I'm sad, but I don't grieve. And that can be the same for you. Do you have a husband? Do you have a daughter? Do you have a son who doesn't know Jesus? Well, why don't you stand up, get out of your seat, come to the front, and dear, I, Janet, will just pray for you, a blessing on you, that, that if you believe for them, they will be saved. If you're not sure of your own salvation, Mm, yeah, I believe in God, and yeah, I've been begin, beginning to follow him. Have you f- had the Holy Spirit fill, fill your life? Is the Holy Spirit dwelling in you? Because if you get run over by a bus tomorrow, where are you going to go? Going to go into Hades and kind of wait until the resurrection? Because the, the final resurrection, which is after the tribulation of the dead, those that aren't in Christ go to hell. And that's forever. Hell is forever. And if we go to be with the Lord, we're with the Lord forever. Can we handle any of our loved ones not going to be with the Lord? I pressed in really hard for my family a few years ago. And I heard the Lord say, I will save all of your family. But the scripture says, if I believe, he will save all of my family. And he will save all of your family. If you want that assurance for yourself, or if you want assurance for your loved one, why don't just everyone stand at the moment? And if you would like to be prayed for, you just come forward here. Be brave. Come forward and stand for your family. Stand for a loved one. Stand for a neighbour that you love or care for. And we'll, we will pray for them to come to the Lord. Next, um, next Sunday, I think Jan's speaking. She's going to speak on surrender and restoration. That'll be interesting. So come next Sunday and bring a friend. Jan, would you like to come forward and pray with me and Des and Alex? And we're just going to pray for you guys. You believe for who... You, you are believing for, and we're going to just ask the Holy Spirit to seal that right now. In Jesus' name.